Welcome everybody to Beat the Shift Baseball. This is episode 127 for Monday, April 11th. My name is Alex Uwe. I'm here today with Farbon Markazi and Ray Estrada. What's up, guys? How you doing? That definitely wasn't the first uh, take. No, no. Well, no, you mean we're, you we're mean doing, it definitely we're... was the first take? It yes, absolutely that, yes, was. That is what I meant. Okay. Yes. Um, we haven't been sitting here for an hour while Uwe does intros. Hey. <laughs> Too far the other direction uh <laughs> we're here look look at us a week or so after our our first one of the season we're gonna try to uh to keep these flowing every week for you and that's this is this will be like the the same the same vibes casual baseball discussion uh we will be talking about plenty of opening weekend overreactions as well as contract extensions a bunch of randomness um like that so let's let's go ahead and uh and dive right into it here at beat the shift bp on twitter and instagram by the way if you want to see what we have to say about games and stuff as they happen throughout the week okay let's start with overreactions because everybody's in that in that mindset right now none of us really truly deeply believe that the uh these things are are real are real concerns but um I don't know, maybe we do. Let's let's share some. Do we want to go around the horn? Uh, I, I I know for both. You can't you say have... that. We'll get sued again. What do you mean again? Listen, okay. You guys, you guys, are, <laughs> you guys are very dramatic with with the our quality of intros and and licensing. Don't don't worry about it. Let's let's just talk baseball. Okay. All right. Um, Farbode, I, I know you've uh, you've sourced some some interesting overreactions from. From other from other places, uh, in, with people who are, are way more intense and dramatic than we are, um, if if you want to go ahead and kick us off, yeah. So I um I was doing a casual Google search because I was trying to find my own um, overreaction to answer this question, and I found a pretty bad article. I mean, I'm assuming the intent of this article on MLB.com is designed for humor, but some of these yeah. overreactions just it's, don't it's even all... make. S- it's all fan it, takes. Yeah, it like, but it just like doesn't even make sense to put out there. But I'll I'll share with a couple with you now. Um, number one, watch the Dodgers pull a Lakers. Um, for those of you not from LA and not Laker fans or whatever, you're probably having a lot of fun watching this down downhill slide of uh, the LA basketball team. But I don't. I don't see a world, and I'm not a Dodger fan. Raise the um, resident Dodger fan on this show. I don't see a world where that team can ever pull a, a Lakers, and it, it's just off of the overreaction of them hitting one home run at Coors by, and it was by Austin Barnes. They them dropping three out of four, right? Two out of three. Um, two out of three. Uh, so I, I, I thought that was a bad overreaction. The this is just a weird comment. The Blue Jays are a so- social experiment to see how far a bad rotation and an amazing offense can carry a team. I I wouldn't necessarily say the Blue Jays have a great rotation, but they don't have a bad one. Um, and then on top of that, the, at least this article points out, that, was, that experiment was conducted in Texas. Uh, the Rangers, at least for a long time that we knew them, uh, were that team that only their entire goal is to just hit out hit you instead of uh like beat you on both sides of the ball so those are a couple of the bad ones is there anything else you want me to share with 
um from from that no i don't i don't think so like yes obviously huge overreactions because the dodgers are one of the best teams in baseballs in, in baseballs and the blue jays have one of the best rotations in baseball despite a rough opening weekend um, i do have one more actually <laughs> yeah uh too early to call Seiya Suzuki the best Cub of all time. Um, I think it's pretty fair to say that doesn't even deserve our conversation. I, I, I think it's, I don't think it's, I think it's a proper reaction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I I know plenty of people that would, would tend to agree. Calling it now. I, why why am I on this show? <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we have you're, other for, for reactions. You're, you're critiquing... You're critiquing hot takes when you had Bueller winning 30 games. Hey, Ooh. We're, on, we're, we're on our way. We got one. He's had one chance. <laughs> Look, one of the reasons I had to make sure I was on a podcast today was I listened through the full thing, and Uwe knows this, listened through our full podcast last time that I wasn't there for, and I wasn't able to defend myself, and I had the best takes of all of, all of you. Um, so I'm here to defend myself no matter what. You did give us plenty to talk about despite your absence, so thank you for that. We have other overreactions. Uh, my approach, you know, I think the next the next obvious stepping stone here is is with rookies, right? And we kind of already said the the one with with say Suzuki, who, yes, is the best Cub of all time as of right now, uh, with his with his home run and six RBIs and two runs scored, uh, in in an opening series. Yeah, really good. He looks good, but there there's others who have either excelled or you know highly touted prospects like Bobby Witt and Julio Rodriguez who kind of did nothing um in that opening weekend maybe nothing isn't fair but definitely struggled at least at the plate um to start things off uh you know I, I just mentioned the two biggest ones who you know it, it, that's what it is they, they struggled there nobody doubts their abilities at this level I, I guarantee you they will be fine uh Let's talk about Stephen Kwan, because as of right now, as of recording this, he is the hottest topic on the, the face of the baseball planet, uh, partially because... And probably the hottest hitter so far. Absolutely. And he, yeah, so the, his his team, they, they wrapped up their series with the Royals, the Indians uh, did, that is. and Guardians. Oh, that's another good point, is... Is Indians Guardians mix up? He's the he's the best Guardians we'll player that. of all time. That that is an actual fact. Yes, that is that is an appropriate take. Um, I I don't yeah that's the first of many I'm sure Indians Guardians slip ups. But um, they wrapped up their series against the Royals uh, today, the four game opening set, and Stephen Kwan capped it off with a bases clearing triple to. Uh, to make sure everybody knows the name. And yeah, if, if you haven't, or just for a little more context here too, nine for 13 with five walks in his first 19 plate appearances, zero strikeouts to start off his career. So uh, he's going to play. Like, he, this is not, okay, well, I mean, this isn't an overreaction at all, but he will play for them. He's He's earned that, at least in the early going. So... I yeah I don't know what what do you guys think? I'm, I'm still say. waiting to hear your reaction take. He's, my my uh, overreaction take is that he's going to play. That's that's my reaction. No, it, 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 that is 
what it is. Everybody is talking about this this guy as the new rookie to watch, and I, it might be true, but it could also be a case of uh of first oh, week overreaction. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, why I'm I'm forgetting his name now. The White Sox catcher from a year ago. Your um, mean Mercedes. Your mean Mercedes. Yep. But no. That I. Yeah. Is he your mean Mercedes, or is he just the next... I don't even know who to compare him to. I don't, I don't know any other rookies who have had this kind of insane start to a career um, and sustained it. So, um, yeah, that that's that's a fair question. Is, is he your, your mean Mercedes, or is he the real deal? I don't know. I think he profiles a little differently than your mean Mercedes. Stephen Kwan uh, is very high contact hitter has not swung and missed so far this year while also reaching base 15 times in his first four games. So, I mean, I don't want to project how good he's going to be eventually, but your mean Mercedes was not that profile last year and, um, had some other factors that contributed to him kind of falling off the face of the earth. Like swinging three out in the presence of Tony LaRusso. Yes. Big mistake. Yes. Uh, but yeah, okay, that, that's enough Stephen Kwan. Uh, if, if you want more of him, you can you can look literally anywhere and, and hear all about him. Uh, Hunter Green, Reds pitching prospect, also pretty noteworthy, had a really good start his first time out. Um, five innings pitched, three earned runs, uh, four hits, seven strikeouts, two walks. But the, the real... Win. Yeah, and the win. And the win. The real, the real story is just, is just the stuff. Like, you, you have to watch it with your own two eyes because... He looks like the best pitcher in baseball if you only watch his his highlights. He dots the corners at 101 miles an hour at the fastball. He can spot up the slider. What else do you really need at that point? He's in a category. He put himself in a category after that start with the 45 pitch um, pitches that were 99 or or like higher on the radar gun. He put himself in a category with pre-injury Noah Syndergaard. Um, of just straight heat coming out of his arm. I'm, I'm, I personally threw him in this list and obviously he would have been in regardless, but I'm super excited about it. He was the, I remember coming into the draft, he was either a shortstop or a pitcher and he wanted to try both. Um, but I think that mission went away when the Reds were like, dude, you throw 99. <laughs> you throw you you can you can you can you can reach a hundred regularly. We're gonna we're putting you on the mound. Um, I I'm just really excited with to see his development throughout the year with uh, driveline. That's the the Reds pitching development is all driveline, and we've seen how they've turned around some pitchers uh, and just really developed pitchers um, really well over in Cincinnati. So I'm excited to watch him um, pitch. I, I had him as my rookie of the year, and I'm liking how this first start is uh, is trending. All right. Um, I actually d- don't know for a fact if the Reds pitching coaching uh, staff is still the driveline baseball crew, because that was I mean, I'm I'm sure say a couple years ago. Not- directly affiliated anymore no 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 no. so i'm sure i'm sure a bunch of their guys have been poached throughout the league but the reds a couple years back did 
basically hire a bunch of a bunch of the driveline baseball yeah folks. this this was a couple um, years ago though i i do not know currently what if, if that's the same or or what what is it so okay well, I'm, I'm assuming they wouldn't just let people walk like they're lose the entire development team but I, i'm just throwing it out there this, I mean, this, this has is, been this has been a thing see what the reds did this offseason they easily could have done that with development that's fair um actually yeah, i'm excited for hunter green <laughs> Yeah, um, looks like was it Kyle Bodie who I think is the the founder of Driveline? Yeah, he left the Reds uh, this this off season. Yeah, that's what I remember seeing. Okay, so there we go. Take take that for Bode. Get fact checked. Um, I, that's what? that's about it for overreactions. <laughs> <laughs> that's about it for over, rookie overreactions that I have. Do you have any other Ray that you that you want to uh, share with us? Um, no. I don't have any okay. overreactions. Uh, I mean, if you want one that I don't necessarily believe in, is that Julio Urias is going to be horrible this year. Yeah, there's a number yeah. of players who we could just rattle off and, and say that for. I don't. I, I don't want to. Can right? I? <laughs> can I touch on one thing on that? Mm-hmm. It's not just on Urias; it's on pitchers overall. Uh, the the worst overreaction I've seen from mainly general fans and not like a lot of diehards throughout social media has been oh he only went five innings or oh he only went four four whatever like no robbie ray went seven but i don't think anyone who follows this sport on so and is like arguing this on social media and is at least realizing that this is the pitchers got a very late start to spring training and this is technically like their fourth week of spring training they're all still building up yeah give them time the 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 concern with Urias, with Urias. Isn't, is, isn't no not with his length the fact that his no, no, no. fastball was sitting 91 but that's all for last year but that's also part of like the spring training process i i, I know there's that's been stories about week, that's not a fourth it, spring training no that, that that's true but i'm i'm, I'm saying this as a, as a in his uh, velo too yeah i'm saying this as a general uh yeah as a general take on fans overreacting to pitchers yeah. not being um quite 100 percent there lengthwise um but you know i agree I, I i don't necessarily believe in julio urias being horrible this year but it is something to watch yeah no i, I that's that's really it is we're, we're getting spring training takes going into the regular season and we're not used to that um you know Sooner or later, Michael Conforto is going to show up in the best shape of his life, and, and the trend will continue with the spring training storylines. Just a little bit delayed this year. Um, but yeah, I, we're all very level-headed sports fans for the most part. Uh, we are not the ones to overreact. So we, I'm sorry for maybe a lack of of juicy, unbelievable takes here. Uh, we're, we're trying. We're doing our best. Uh, let's go ahead and move on, shall we? Uh, we let's let's have a little discussion here about contract extensions, which aren't the freshest off the table. Um, Jose Ramirez and Kibrian Hayes are probably the most notable ones to sign extensions with their team right before or like right on opening day this year, which is not like an actual deadline by any means. And we'll get into that with Aaron Judge, but. Um, Jose Ramirez, five years, $124 million uh, tacked on to his existing contract. So that'll start 2024. 
good for him. He's probably worth more than that. But, yeah, he's they, they locked him up. They did it. Good job. Uh, Cabrian Hayes, maybe the same argument. This is a little different. He is a very, very unproven uh, young talent for the Pirates, who signed him to their largest contract of any kind in franchise history <laughs> for eight years, $70 million. So we'll see if, uh, in, in short order, I imagine if this will end up being like a Ronald Acuna, Ozzy Albies type of fleece or, um, or if it goes the other direction. Hayes did leave the first inning of opening day with a very minor injury. He's, he was back the next day. Um, he's, he's been fine since then. Uh, he like tweaked his thumb or something diving for the, the ball. The same the same wrist that he hurt last year? Yes, it was on it was on the same hand though. Yeah, as the wrist injury <laughs> that he dealt with last year and a little bit in spring training as well. So, uh people ev- all over all over Twitter and everywhere were like, "Oh my god, like can and I, I apparently he hadn't signed it or it hadn't been made official yet cuz it was still pending a physical." So, people were like, <laughs> "Are they going to pull the deal?" And I was I'm just sitting here like, "There's no way the pirates are going to pull an eight year deal for an insanely good value. If this kid pans out to be anything better than, you know, a bust over a seemingly, and it ended up being the case minor injury. Um, and Oh yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and throw this out there too. Now that this year I've made it a, a goal of mine to use Twitter more. I, I don't know what's wrong with me uh, for thinking that was a good idea. Um, but yeah, and just seeing the genuine, seemingly genuine conversation about it, people were like, "This, yeah. like, uh, wrist injuries yeah, are Louis serious, man." The other day. Like, yeah, he, like, Brian Hayes is not going to be impacted over the span of eight years by a wrist injury uh, at this point in time. That's that's the main takeaway here. Um, is that I, I I don't like Twitter, but I'm gonna stick to it. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna see it through there. Um, yeah, that's, that's the context here. Well, what were we talking about? I just got, just got Aaron Judge, you were going to lead into that. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Um, so Aaron Judge is the most notable in, in the news who did not sign an extension and will most likely just be a free agent in the off season and test the market, even though he's proclaimed that he wants to remain a Yankee. It's definitely not going to take any kind of hometown discount. I think the the biggest, uh, I don't know, deviation from, from the norm here was that the Yankees, Brian Cashman himself, disclosed the offer that they had made Aaron Judge, which, when do you ever see that? Like, yeah, a lot of times these things get leaked and reported on and, and shared regardless, but Brian Cashman just went out there and was like, yeah, you know, we offered him... In, in the range of like seven seven years, two hundred thirty million dollars, whatever. Like he just gave the the most recent offer that they had on the table for him, and it, it's definitely intentional. It's it's framed to make the Yankees seem, I guess, more reasonable in this context because Aaron Judge kind of just hasn't proven, um, at least health wise, that he can even put in the the body of work for a for a long term deal going into his late thirties for that much money and uh you know i guess presenting that eye-popping dollar amount will uh will maybe show people that judge might be uh like they, hey they tried right that's that's the approach there 
Um, so we, as a, we didn't, as a we Yankee gave it our best fan. shot, but <laughs> yeah. as a Yankee fan, what do you what do you make of him choosing not to sign it? it uh, like, obviously, it's his business. Like, if he thinks he can get more out there, sure, go ahead and try it out. He's gonna have to have a heck of a year to do that because right now, I don't think yeah. any team is is eager to uh, to sign him for more than seven years. I think with him, yeah, I. I don't think people realize how old he is. Well, he's 30. Yeah, 31. He's going to be 31 this offseason, at least. Mm -hmm. Um, And this contract was what? Seven. This offer was a seven year deal. So it was going to it was effective. It was effectively eight if you include this season. But yeah, so seven years past. So it it would lead him into his age 38 season, $213 million. It is interesting that he basically said, uh, I'm going (laughs) to drop. Like so, someone puts out a two hundred thirteen million dollar contract offer in front of you, but at the same time, it's maybe he just wanted to test out free agency, and it is a risk and gamble that he's taking. Like you said, he has to have a heck of a year to try to get more. Um, but he is probably going into a free agency class where he he'll be the best outfield option if, uh, for a team that's looking for power and. Uh, and an out, an outfielder, even if they're signing an early thirties guy. So it, depending on the season he has, it could work out well. But I also kind of see this as those type of players that leave extensions on the table, uh, leave extensions on the table with their team, and they get much less because of an injury or like they fell off a little bit in that season. And it's just the biggest what if for them of like, man, I wish I signed that deal. Michael Conforto sends his regards. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and let's compare Aaron Judge to a 31 or he might have been 32 uh, year old free agent this past offseason in Freddie Freeman, who the Braves offered five years when he wanted six, five years at not 30 and a half a year, I don't think, um, or might, might have been around there either way. And he took the longer option for slightly slightly less AAV to go to the Dodgers because he wanted the extra year. Now you have the Yankees here coming with a seven-year deal past this season worth $30.5 million a, a year, which would make Aaron Judge by um, AAV the highest-paid right fielder in baseball. And I, I, it seems a very reasonable deal. I'm not saying Aaron Judge has to take it, but I just don't like the way that he explained himself of like, yeah, I want to be a Yankee. I want to... I want to do this thing. And then the Yankees so, come with the Honestly, I mean, it seems like every time a team tries to offer uh, a guy an extension, it's just an absurd, like, um, horrible, insulting number. Like, And this Astros is completely fair. Last year. Yeah. And, and, but and, I, th- I think if you just want to test for agency, say that. Don't act like he uh, – I, I don't think he tried his hardest to – I completely agree with you. Um, I, I, the only question I had then is, could this be, if the money's right and I don't know, like Uwe said, I don't know if he's going to be able to get more in, in the off season. What, what could this not be about money? Could this just be like a Yankee thing or <laughs> I don't know like that. It's always uh, about that, money. Well, well <laughs> no, it, it is, but they're offering him a lot of years, which is like, Ray said something other free agents same age have argued for. They offered him well more than the Freddie Freeman one. They're offering him a, lo- a good AAV, a lot of money. 
could this be more than it is um, about the Yankees? Could this be more than money? And it could be like maybe the Yankees or Boone or Cashman or something like that. No, I think it's it's definitely just about Judge. And yes, there's there's a lot of optics and, and manipulation going on here on, on the Yankee side for sure. But uh, Aaron Judge has not done himself any favor in the public eye over the last month or so. First with the uh, the vaccination status uh, situation, and now this uh, seemingly overconfident perception of of what his market value is. He's not coming across as the smartest player out there. Um, <laughs> so I do not want to uh, defend Judge in that respect. I, I I am not quite sure what is going through his mind, if anything at all. So. <laughs> sorry sorry buddy like go go play and go hit homers and, and do your thing uh for the yankees at least for one more year and then uh and we can reevaluate where we, where we stand on on everything else but uh we'll, we'll i guess we'll see when they roll into toronto uh, what, what's what happens <laughs> what's more likely though it, he signs an extension this offseason for about that amount or he's on the trade block at the deadline no he's not getting traded if the yankees are contending that's not gonna fly but if you trust my bull prediction, the Yankees are going to sell. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, if they're in that mode, they're going to trade him. It's pretty simple. The Yankees aren't stupid. The Yankees have been yeah. in similar situations where um, they've they've opted to sell. I, I mean, but I mean, arguably last season, maybe it was a little overblown what whether or not they were going to to go the, the selling route at the deadline. But they they went all in and, and bought because they felt they were in striking distance. So. If it's close, they're going to go for it. I, I hope that's a, an obvious point from from a Yankees perspective. They still have a reputation, but... Yeah, I, I, I'm, it, I'm it'd have to be really bad. They'd have to be really bad. I'm with you on, like, I'm not sure what his market's going to look like. Like, this might be the best offer he would get, especially in terms of years and AV. Like, you can probably get a shorter deal for more money, but, I mean seven years of you know MLB contracts fully guaranteed stuff like that like that's pretty that's pretty good offer that's not the five-year 160 career i got no yeah Yeah, and i the main reason i asked that question too it's there's so much there's something else going on here in my mind at least (laughs) he's getting the years he's getting he's getting the money that everyone wants it can't just be money right now yeah take take to twitter with the conspiracy theories and uh and oh, we'll go I, from there. Yeah. Yankees Twitter will will love that. <laughs> oh boy. Um all right now I, I have the uh I have the Twins Mariners uh, open right now and one second. Rodriguez is live to bat. One second. One second. Um the Chicago White Sox are close to acquiring uh Frankie Montas from the Oakland A's. Oh. How close? That's from Univision. Uh I I just I just got an notification on my phone that's how close <laughs> nice They're ne- yeah so we will stay we will stay uh up to date here and, and see if anything develops uh through the rest of our show yeah i'll i'll, I'll when the actual details are out i'll i'll point it out but that that'll be interesting for the white Sox. the a's Wait, are completely that- selling yeah i i, I mean yeah that's first, not a secret i'm gonna be yeah, honest I, I, at really. first i thought you said the cubs when because i think i just heard the chicago part and i was like wow the cubs but no the white Sox <laughs> makes more sense for sure <laughs> yes. 
it's possible. Um, I'll, I'll do the same reporting back on, on the result of this, this Julio Rodriguez at bat, even though, um, I, oh yeah, I, I guess I'll, I'll mention to you guys, uh, that I, I'm a twins fan now. So, um, you know, any, any previous notions that you had about me and my, my baseball allegiances, you should throw those out the window. Cause I, I'm a twins fan now. I'm going to watch all of their games and invest most of my, my time in, uh, in the internet fandom, on, in the Reddit, and on their Twitter, um, and devote my life to that, uh, at least for a week, and then and then we'll see from there. Uh, I'll, I'll report back soon, but the Twins are, are doing it right now, four uh, zero. It's a good it's a good time to be a Twins fan. Just wanted just wanted to throw that out there too. All right, um, let's go ahead and and shift gears to uh, to Farbo's neighborhood, shall we? This is. An obligatory part of the show, but we're going to frame it a little bit differently. We're going to do this every week with different teams uh, in a new segment. We're going to roll with sliding by for now. Uh, and in my mind, I, I just picture uh, Gavin Lux's graceful slide uh, over this past weekend. If you haven't seen it, that's that's what I imagine. Um, this we already have like this, uh, two top five gifts uh, so far this season. Yeah, it's it's been it's been a great year for gifts. But anyway, the uh, the segment idea will be that we'll we'll check in with different teams uh, throughout the season here and kind of uh, share what the big news is and and give the insights for for those that maybe don't follow as closely uh, as as though you are as dev- devote a fan as as Farbot is with the Angels. So uh, let's <laughs> let's hand the reins not. over to you and. Um, uh, where do you want to start? Do you want to start positive or negative? Because there's lots of negatives to take away from the opening series for the Angels, but I'll let you decide if you want to start a positive or, or concerning. You, you start me where you where you want to. Um, I do want to point out one thing before I continue. Um, like Uwe said a couple minutes ago, he is a Twins fan now. This segment will be um, his going forward um, starting every week where he... Uh, basically joins a team's fan base once a week uh, for a whole week. Their their Twitter, um, their fan Twitter, their um, their Reddit pages, Discords, whatever you um, you have it. He wants to fully um, insert himself into that fan base, kind of get the mood of the fan base, what they're thinking, what what they want. Um, so that's the first one's going to be next on next week's podcast, where Uwe's going to report back on his time within the Minnesota Twins fan base. Yes, it, it's like thirty clubs extra- in thirty days, but within the cesspool of Twitter. Yeah, absolutely. Like I'm getting down and dirty with it, and this is this is going to be an educational experience. Is is the goal? So I, I will report back here on, on the pod and and some, and with some outside of the pod stuff as well. So, uh, yeah, if that sounds interesting, uh, be on the lookout for that. But the All angels, right, back to the week, angels. I'm just gonna give you the name that you need to talk about. And I don't know how much you have to say because hey, he's just fantastic, but Shohei Otani uh, has yes. already done some incredible things. Let's start positive with the angels. Cy Young, but not MVP. Hey, the, once again, we're going back to last, last week's podcast. I need you to explain on. yourself on that one. Yes. Do you not realize the type of season? I think Mike Trout's going to have for, for backstory. <laughs> we did our predictions podcast last week. And I wasn't there, but I texted in my prediction. If you haven't I, listened I, to it, go listen to it. Yeah, please, please go listen to that. 
but um just to make a long podcast short i uh i made a prediction that shohei is going to be the uh, the cy young and mike trout's going to win the mvp and they without me being there to be able to defend myself they just gave me so much crap trying to say how could you have shohei's uh, the cy young and not the mvp well let me tell you this is the type of season mike trout's going to have i'm not going to i'm just going to let you imagine it i'm not even going to give you numbers or what i think as long as mike trout's so, so you have nothing to defend his defense uh, just, is mike trout <laughs> precisely he, he when when mike trout's up in mickey mantle numbers you'll know all right um <laughs> okay back so shohei back to shohei um no more tangents please uh so you we, we want to start with the positive with shohei and just the team um well he he pitched very well to start opening day four and two thirds and this is where i brought up the frustration i had with the fan overreactions of why didn't he go further i'm they're not they're not extended out very long right now he went four and two thirds struck out nine was absolutely disgusting and then a couple days later even though his bat's a little cold right now he laced a 119 mile an hour fast uh he laced a 119 mile an hour double off the wall uh as a hitter and so he's just doing Shohei things. That would that apparently is the third player since 2015 to have multiple 119 plus mile an hour hits, and two of them are Aaron Judge and um, Giancarlo Stanton. And Shohei has multiple now. Mm-hmm. He he is good. He Und- is undoubtedly. Right. So let's uh, that's about the extent indubitably. That's about the extent of the positives. Let's let's get into the negatives now. Angels, uh, you know, not off, not off to the best start, record-wise or or otherwise. Uh, one and three, they they kicked it off against the Astros, who are still very scary as as a team. You know, the, they can they're, pitch, they're they young, got a good lineup. Yeah, the Astros' young rookie shortstop, at least maybe is against Angels pitching, but he looks like they won't miss much of a beat with Carlos Correa leaving. Yeah, add Jeremy uh, Pena to the overreactions list there as well. Uh, yeah, good, good call. Uh, he, he was he was very good. He had like he's, he was cold his first game, but then after that he just he took off. Um, yeah, I mean, I think one in three. I'm if you're asking me if I'm depressed as an Angel fan or if I'm if I all of a sudden think the season's lost, uh, I think you're crazy. Um. I think there's a lot of positives to take out of that series. Maybe this is just me twisting it. But other than the second game where the bullpen came in and just gave up nine runs or something in, in the eighth inning, uh, overall the bullpen did fine. The starting pitching went 18 and a third, gave up five total runs. I And it was the offense that was cold. Mike Trout is three of uh, is three for 13. He got a home run robbed, but um, Rendon is one for nine. Like if we're losing three to one or three to two or two like games, because we can't score. I'm not upset about it. Um, I know the offense will turn around. It's if the pitching can continue um, at least being keeping teams under five, six runs. And that's what overall they did except one game in a four game series. So I'm not, too upset if you're trying to make this all negative yeah there's things to not be happy about but 
like Joe Adele's defense, but or just Joe Adele or in general. And his offense <laughs> and his offense. He's like, oh, I, I don't know, I don't have the stats in front of me, but he started over last, five and five Ks, didn't he? I think he's 0 for eight with six Ks now. Um, <laughs> yeah, so Cody Bellinger numbers right there. No, that that, that you you got double that to be Cody Bellinger. Um, <laughs> that was spring training at least. Yeah, and Joe Dell mashed a 400 something foot home run in spring training, so we just got to flip it. Um, well, I'll so, take Cody Bellinger doing that stuff in the regular season when it matters. Rest of season, Cody Bellinger, Joe Adele. Who are you taking? Joe Adele. Cody Bellinger. I'm, I'm optimistic. Shocker. I'm taking, the, I'm taking the former MVP, not the guy who hasn't done anything. So I'm taking the future MVP. Boom. Um, exactly. I mean... Look, I, I don't know how much more in depth you want you want me to get on this. Syndergaard uh, <laughs> came how, out; he pitched well. The only thing he didn't do was like miss bats, really, but he didn't give up any runs through five and a third. Um, if the offense picks it up, I think you win two or three of those games. So I'll just give you give you a, a couple questions that can kind of easily summarize the uh, the biggest takeaways here. Who is going to be the X factor for the Angels? this season maybe not you know it's obviously not the mike trouts or, or rendones like these guys that are that are there and supposed to do what they're doing otani um but maybe somebody who they will they will definitely need to have a very productive season for them to be to have any chance at all um and i mean uh, it could just be joe adele which i i don't know no, if that's i i don't think it's joe adele i think the first place I went when you when I heard your question wasn't a player; it was availability, um, because we know tales oldest time with the Angels. If it's not pitching, it's because they were hurt. Um, so that's that's the main X factor. But other than that, I I would probably put lump the bullpen together as a group. They spent a lot of money on the bullpen about nine, 80, 90 million dollars this offseason on the bullpen. Um, a lot of it was to Rysel Iglesias, but that was deservedly so. Um, but Tapera, other than the first game, he looked fine. Uh, Loop looks great. If that uh, RG Bradley gave up a couple runs in the last game, um, if the bullpen is solid, not like great, but solid, and just hands the ball over to Rysel, I I feel pretty good about the Angels making the um, making the playoffs this year. Okay, any kind of kind of cheated, but it's okay. That was a good answer. Um, and then I guess the other question will be is just like who is like who gives you the most anxiety on this team watching right now day to day joe adele okay maybe uh, second most anxiety <laughs> <laughs> uh, look i just to answer this i don't think joe adele's a bad player i think everyone is already out on him and i think that's unfair um but i am getting a little disappointed by his day-to-day -day, um actions i'm a little confused um who gives me the most anxiety uh <laughs> i think once again it's the bullpen <laughs> they're they're the x factors right um the most anxiety would probably be kurt suzuki because i don't think he's a major league level catcher and i don't know why we still play him okay that's that's a good answer too uh all right i i think that's about it that's that's all we've got for today i think we're gonna wrap there um any any games or anything ahead that you're uh, anticipating this week that you're really looking forward to? Um, I mean, 
Dodgers Twins is just a really interesting matchup that obviously you rarely see to to have it be the second series of the years. It's kind of fun, just like random like second. Yeah, series. good time to be a Twins fan. That may or may not have <laughs> impacted my decision who to who to follow this first week, but I too am looking forward to Twins Dodgers for sure. How about you, Farbod? Any any other series or matchups that you're you're looking at? Um, I I kind of this is kind of a weird one. Um, other I mean, obviously, not this one's not weird. I'm looking forward to the Yankees Blue Jays. Um, just ALE's matchup. Um, I think Severino sh- should be pitching this week. Uh, if if I believe I'm I got not the rotation. The, not against the Blue Jays though. No. He okay. Um. Anyways, I I think the Yankees Blue Jays is a really intriguing matchup. Uh, for some reason, I'm really intrigued in how the Rangers Rockies is gonna go. Um. I'm just assuming offense, so I'm kind of excited about that. But maybe that's just my inner baseball fan instead of like the casual of being interested in that. And then uh, Angels play the Marlins, and we don't get to see a lot of Marlins <laughs> out here. In- Arbo, did you see somebody posted on Twitter the lineup of both teams the last time they played back in 2017? No, I didn't see that. It uh, probably was disgusting. It's It's hilarious. I didn't like. There's some dude named Fontana on the Angels. I had no idea. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, the Angels are up three nothing right now after Brandon Marsh three on shot um, on the Marlins. So hopefully nice. we continue that. All right. Uh, also, Luis Severino might. Oh, get I the do Thursday have, game. I have one more. I, I, I one more game. I'm looking. Game. Yeah. I do have one more game. I'm looking forward to. I'm I'm going to the Angel Marlin game tomorrow. No, no. Nice. Let's go. Yeah, my my dad's. Uh, and this is more of a conversation for off air, but my dad's uh, company has some sweet tickets. So I'm going to go live lavishly for a game. Yeah. I, we're going to need some sweet. updates on that one for sure. Uh, make sure you uh, and take in the game and capture some good stuff for us while you're there. Follow, follow us on at the, follow the beat the shift Twitter account. I'll post a picture. Yeah. That's, that's how you do the plug. Uh, but yeah, that, that is going to do it for us today. Um, you know, as they said, do, do the thing at beat the shift BP and also, uh, make sure to subscribe and like the podcast wherever you're listening. Uh, it just to make sure that you, uh, get notified when we uh, upload new ones. So yeah, that is about it for today. Thanks everybody. One last time. And as always far mode. Peace. Joe Dell hit a home run. <laughs> <laughs>